So I went, I had like a cute, I know people listen to this podcast. I know that. Yeah. I'm aware of this, but I tend to ignore the number of people that listen to it. Yeah. I really, it still makes me feel uncomfortable to think about that like so many people hear me talk the way that I talk every week. So I tend to only think that like there's no more than 100 listeners at any given time. LOL. Yeah. So the other day I was going to hang out with my friend Kent and I was like, oh, I'm going to stop and get us coffee before I get there. And uh, he lives over in Brentwood. And so there's this place there called the Brentwood Social House. It's like a little mm-hmm. coffee shop. I think they do some yeah, I've food. I've done some shows there before, but in the before times. Yeah, in the before times. Mm-hmm. And the way, way back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the way, way back. Those cars. <laughs> um, so I, they've got a little online order thing, which I didn't know about till I was already there. Um, and so I, and when I was placing my online order, I forgot to like put in a note like, hey, I'm already here. I'm not going to call you and just bring it out whenever it's ready. Yeah. After done, after I placed my order, I realized that. So I called them in and I'm like, hey, I just placed an order and forgot to add this note. Just wanted to let y'all know I'm already here. Uh, yeah. So you can like bring it out or whatever. And the person on the other side, kind of like this really cute girl. <clears throat> I was like, oh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, who's it for? I'm like, it's for Ava, Ava Smart. And she's like, oh, yeah, okay. I found it here. All right. Yeah. Let me finish working on it and I'll bring it out to you. And I was like, okay, cool. Thanks. So I'm sitting there, this really cute, what I'm perceiving to be a girl, but who knows, you know, could be mm. non-binary or whatever, but like walks out, like sets my coffee on the like little pickup counter right mm-hmm. outside. And she's like, thanks so much. And waves at me. I'm like, oh yeah, you're welcome. Thanks a lot. Y'all have a good one. Right. Mm-hmm. And grab my coffee. And I'm walking away as I'm walking away on the coffee cup. There's like this cute little like anime drawing of like this little girl or not little girl, but this cute girl. With like an ahe gal kind of face, given the peace signs, and it says like we heart gender fluids on top, and I was just like, ah. <laughs> 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 oh my god! <laughs> I like that it's oh. we, like the whole coffee shop does. Yeah, it's like her. Everyone, yeah. It's whoever. It's Probably them and whoever works with them, right? But it's just like fuck. It was like. It was one of those moments where, like, I don't know who she is. Maybe, she, maybe she, you know, maybe they're like somebody's like significant other that I know. Actually, maybe they are closely related to me, and I just didn't recognize them because the mask thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, because it does look kind of, they did look kind of like Glenn Rose's partner a little bit. Uh, but I don't know where yeah. uh, they work. But anywho. But like, yeah, it is hard nowadays. It was already hard before without the masks, but now I'm just like, do I know you? Uh, yeah. Right. So, but if either way, it was one of those moments where like in my head, I still, I don't know who this person is, but they knew me. They either not only recognized my name on the order, but recognized my voice and me saying my name when I called in mm-hmm. and then decided to draw me a cute cartoon on the side of my thing. And as that, and, and like, it's just one of those moments where it's like, oh my God, you you like me. You, you really, <laughs> really like, like me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, it was so sweet. So thank you to whoever is working at the Brentwood Social House. Uh, we like you too. I like you too. Mm-hmm. Next time, take-, take your smoke break then. Let's go fuck in the alley behind them. There's, there's <laughs> got to be a place where the dumpsters are. We've got masks on. It won't smell that bad. Or we do it on garbage day so all the garbage is gone. Yes. Thank God for I, these masks. I'll- so much easier to fuck behind dumpsters now <laughs> in this day and age. I'll fuck in a storeroom. Mm-hmm. Someone's walk-in. I'll fuck mm-hmm. in a walk-in. I've done enough cocaine in a walk-in. I'll <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a little sex. Good Anywho. Nice. Or, you know, just smile at me again, like with your yeah. eyes, because that was... I don't know. It's one of those weird things, though. Do you ever think about that? Like, that, like, there are... 
lots of people out there who know more about us than our families. And every week just get this weird kind of like door <laughs> opened into whatever brief snippets of our heads we're deciding to expose. Cause it's like what we talk about, I've noticed a lot of people think is the totality of our lives. Right. Like they really do. That's the, been an interesting thing is that people really do characterize us. Right. Yeah. But like, as like sex people. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, yeah. th- but th- these gender fluids episodes are like minuscule little one snippets. Topic. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, it's certainly one of our favorite topics, but yeah. it's not, yeah, we have lots of interests and in things that we do in our lives besides comedy, much less sex, gender, kink, fetish stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I think that part is the weirdest part for me. The idea of like people pigeonholing us into, um, that this is that, which, you know, I now have another podcast, uh, make America get along again or mega. Um, so it like, gives me a chance to express some of that. And of mm-hmm. course with stand up, like there's other topics too, but definitely it is a little, like, I don't want to be pigeonholed that way. Like this is just like, you know, as we said, this is a podcast we wanted to exist. Um, this is so fun. There's just, there weren't and still really aren't like other queer podcasts that talk this explicitly and are funny. I've noticed that now at the end, like who ha ha has, has added some like, it's uh, like, dude, that's fucked up. Dude, that's fucked up or something. It seems like they're trying to copy us for one thing. Which, They've been around longer than us and they have more well, in terms of the, than us. In terms but... of like the topics, like the way, I mean, I guess it's good. It kind of feels like they're finally like, promoting some stuff that makes sense and like the dirty girl pod you know that we like started in the hoo-ha-ha yeah, network with but... it sounds <laughs> but they sound more, but i'm like i haven't listened to them but i'm like y'all aren't that i fucked can't up. imagine they're as fucked up or as funny as we are you know it's just like uh just even judging by the, like the tone of their whatever it just like seems like they're proud of themselves for like we're talking about dirty stuff where it's like you guys have no idea what dirty I, is. I live in the filth. <laughs> <laughs> I live in, I bathe in it. Mm, I'm, I'm, I'm so good. We'll see. We should listen to them. Maybe I'm being uh, close-minded. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so there's that aspect. But yeah, it's just like, I do know because people will tell me sometimes um, or like I get recognized from both stand-up and the podcast. Like even just at uh, the yard sale that we had, like one of our first customers was like, oh, I've seen you before doing stand-up. You know what I mean? So like that happens or like the last time I was on a date, Stand-up used to happen to me more yeah. when I was going out pre- in the way, way back, you know? Yeah, or and especially on, like, the um, the dating apps and stuff, a lot of gender yeah. fluids there. Like, in person, I get more stand-up recognition, and on the dating apps, I get more gender fluids recognition. And so, like, I know that that we're, we're kind of... We're a little bit famous in Austin, especially, but... It doesn't occur to me when we're talking. It doesn't occur to me, you know what I mean? Like when it comes out, like it doesn't occur to me to have any kind of sort of like embarrassment or self-consciousness about, oh, I'm sharing these like personal things about my sex life or I'm sharing these personal things about my world or I'm sharing. But then when I'm dating people and they do listen, it's an interesting dynamic, like how people handle the things that they learn about me or already know about me. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's definitely given me an advantage in dating Mm -hmm. in a lot of situations because I don't have to do a lot of explaining of my point of view. If they've already listened to Mm -hmm. gender fluids, they kind of get like a a facet of my disposition towards the world and sexuality and gender. Yeah. And so it's like, when I say make a fucked up joke IRL, I don't have to then be like, is Look, this I don't gonna land? <laughs> yeah, it's like th- I know if you've listened, you're good. Like uh, Lily was a listener before we started dating. Yeah, I guess I just said we're dating a lot or seeing each well, other, whatever we are. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing, yeah. right? You know how you know how she found us, which I didn't even know this happened. There was a podcast on NPR called Nancy. 
it was like it was like an NPR podcast that where these gay dudes, I don't know, doing gay shit. I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. It was super popular, Fancy apparently. Boys. Yeah, that's and, and it was super popular, but like they said something or did something uncouth or whatever, and so they kind of got a little canceled. <laughs> and, and like they weren't on NPR, so they they were on their Twitter. They're like, hey, y'all, you know, we're not going to do the podcast anymore, uh, but like here is an Excel spreadsheet that like uh, we put out of like all these like other queer podcasts you can listen to. And we were on it. Oh, that's cool. I know. But I also think it's hilarious that this podcast <laughs> got, got in trouble. And so they're like, they were on NPR, I guess yeah. that's the problem. If you get onto one of the establishment type things, you can get hey, canceled. Nancy, but if you want to spot at safe space studios, yeah. come on over to our network. That's true. Yeah. We can start our network. This is the Gender Fluids Podcast. I'm Ava Smart, a 26-year-old trans girl and bottom-leaning switch. And I'm Ariel Isaac Norman, a 32-year-old androgynous vagina person. And we're the only queer podcast that isn't super gay. Gender Fluids is a podcast about all the sex and all the people. If you want to get in contact with us or follow us, you can find us on Instagram at Gender Fluids Podcast. On Twitter, we're at Gender Fluids Pod. Our email is genderfluidspod at gmail.com. And you can find us on Patreon under Gender Fluids. Enjoy the episode, y'all. But we, I think we gained a lot of listeners from that little list, uh, from what I can tell. But, it, but, I, but like you said, I can't think about how many people listen to it or I can't talk like this. And it's not I also like a like, choice not to. It's not like I'm actively like, I don't want to think about that. Yeah, it's, it's just, just like, like it doesn't, it doesn't even. It's the same as when I'm doing stand-up. Like when I go on stage to do stand-up, I know I'm facing like, you know, there's 75 people here or whatever, right? And they'll but know like, these things about me forever that I'm maybe sharing about myself. Yeah. But, but it doesn't even. But it's like once I walk on stage, you don't become 75 individuals. You're just like one like nameless monolith to me in some weird way. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I feel that the flip, switch flip on my head in my head as I do it. And it's like, no, you are just the audience capitalized the audience. Now you're not like Bob and Sarah and Pete and whatever. Right. And that kind of help that, that kind of same thing happens when I do gender fluids. It's just the listeners, right? Like mm-hmm. you're just li- the listener. I don't know. I don't want to think about how many of you there are. And it, it does help because then in my, it, I guess, I guess it's like a defense mechanism in my brain to like, shut down any sort of self-consciousness to allow me to do the thing that I know I want to do. I get, yeah, I guess for me, like what it really is, is just like the other night when I was doing a show after a few jokes, you know, you warm people up. And then when, when you hit them with some more like edgy jokes, we'll say, and everyone's laughing and having a good time, you're like, okay, they're all cool. You know, we're yeah. all cool here. And that's kind of how I feel about our audience where I'm like, all right, if you're listening to this, if we're more than 10 minutes, like you're cool. You know what I mean? And you've bought in and you're kind of with us for this. Uh, The idea that someone would listen to 12 episodes and then hit something that we talk about where they're like, well, it's like, okay, (laughs) you just realize that you weren't precious about all the other fucked up, horrible shit that we said. Like, I just don't imagine that that's um, a thing that happens much. And if it's, you know, someone gets turned off and they feel like they can't listen anymore. I, I, you know, I just like, it just doesn't bother me because we, yeah. Cause that's just how it is. You just find your audience more and more and like from different places, whether it's Nancy or, um, from stand up or from, we put, get, we get put on people's little lists or articles from time to time, you know, all this kind of stuff that just kind of builds. And so 
um, yeah, just uh, we're finding people who want this because it's just like my whole thing about how I always had this bias that queer people are humorless, just like the whole culture has like this bias yeah. that queer people can be humorless and sensitive and, and offendable. And the truth is there's so many queers who or that. are cool, you know? Yeah. And not, and not just that or, we're or humorless and offendable, but that we... Are, even if you are offendable, you know, like, I'm offendable. You can offend well, me, yeah, right? Easily but it's, offendable. But, yeah. but it's like, you know, or that you don't have an ability to regulate that level of offendability, right? That you don't yeah. have an ability to turn that off, right? Or right. or to like take like a nuanced like position against con- uh, in relationship to like humor, right? right. Or that you're not able to see something that is yeah that whatever is has just been said is for sure fucked up no one's going to argue that it's not fucked up right yeah but you're able to have a relationship to it that isn't like yeah uh antagonistic right well, you can tell when we're being satirical you can tell when we're kidding you know because sometimes we say things that are completely sincere on here and sometimes we're kidding you know and it's like i hate it when people are like it's comedy we're kidding it's like well sometimes comedians whether in their stand-up or their podcast or just in conversation aren't kidding you know sometimes we're saying things in a funny way that are true sometimes we're saying things but we're we're clearly clearly gone into this place of like let's just keep yes anding each other and one upping each other or whatever like last week with the partial birth exactly (laughs) i was editing that uh, in here while alexis was at work and uh working on the computer also right and she was like can you go edit that in the other room and i was like oh i was like yeah why she's like i she's like i've never told you this but like I skip those sections when y'all start talking about like mutilating babies and yeah. things like that. Like I just, I can't listen to it. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, for like, sure. Everybody like, has their spots. <laughs> yeah. Everybody has their soft spots. Like a baby's brain. <laughs> oh, like the front of a baby's <laughs> head waiting for a spike to get poked <laughs> through it. Everybody yeah, has their soft spots. <laughs> Some people call it an Achilles heel. I call it a 36 month old baby's soft spot <laughs> forehead. Week, yeah. Everyone has a 36 week old yeah everyone has that spike hole everyone has a spike hole my spike hole (laughs) is that where is that spot on a baby is it kind of like i don't know i mean i'm just i'm sure anywhere on the forehead would work goes is that what that because it's like where you're connecting to god is also where you're easily killable when you're i would love that so much that to be the truth yeah <laughs> That's your God spot. Return to cinder. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just like right where the third eye should be. Yeah, like, third eye, return to cinder spot. The pineal gland. Yeah. I don't know if that's the same. I don't no, know. the pineal gland, I think, is on the back, back of the of head. head. Yeah. Oh, well, he couldn't get everything right. Anywho, so if you're working at a coffee shop or you ever see me out, please put something on my coffee to stoke my ego because yeah. it, it fucking made my day. Because I will say there are definitely times when people are giving me like kind of a look, smile, fr- like where they're acting a little weird in a way, where, but really friendly where I'm like, yes. I can't tell if I'm just cute or yes, if you yes, see yes, me yes. do stand up or you listen to gender fluids. So if you do, if you are a fan or something or you think I'm cute, whatever, like go ahead and say that. <laughs> like, because otherwise I'm like, why is that chick or that, you know, I, have, being- I always think I'm like, fuck have i said something that pissed them off like that's what i usually think when someone's giving me even if it's like a look that looks kind of like flirty or whatever Uh like in my head i'm like did i anger them like with a joke at some point or say something and they're just like this i just spat in their coffee (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean it could be exactly like we yeah we all have these tendencies to um wonder about the worst if not assume the worst then just like wonder about the possibility of the worst or just something or you know whatever so yeah it's just nice to go ahead and say hey i love your podcast or whatever it is hey can i see that lighter
interesting. I am I, uh, interviewing um, the author of this book, um, Tomboy. Uh, her publicist sent me a copy of her book. Her name's Lisa Selen Davis, which is tight because her initials are LSD. And um, anyway, but I'm having a conversation for, uh, with her on um, MAGA today in a couple hours. And like, it's this book is really cool. It's just nice for someone to like go through the whole like history of the word and the concept and just to go through just like in 1918 there's this quote about how they're like well i mean it's generally accepted that uh pink is the color for boys because it's decidedly more um it's a more they say it's a more decided color which i love that phrase and it's like a strong color whereas blue is dainty and pretty and so that's for girls and um there's just all kinds of stuff like that where you're like you know, looking at the history of what has been gendered, which way and how sure we were of that. And so now when you, when you hear these people talk about, Oh, you know, I always thought gender wasn't, um, that much of a thing. It was real fluid until I had kids. And then my boys were wanting to play with these things and the girls wanted to, and I'm like, yeah, but if you'd had them a hundred years ago, they would have been like, people kind of like yeah. group toward the thing that they feel more belonging with. Like, it's wild the way that we flip back and forth about gender stuff. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people act like, well, I mean, we act like history in general, but the history of gender as well in general is like very straightforward and linear and like a progression from A to B to whatever. Right. And mm-hmm. that what the, whatever current state we're in is just like the natural kind of teleology of like gender, right. That we're right. all just moving forward uh, through this, but, and, and not seeing that like, no, we've taken steps forwards and back and sideways and had mm-hmm. weird different like conceptualization things at different points in time. Like, you know, you think about like just like even if you want to bring it up to like n- just, you know, not long ago, well, a while ago, but like if you want to look at like g- difference in how gender was being expressed in the 70s versus the 80s, oh, yeah. right? It's like the 70s, we were. Everyone we, we was were, androgynous. We were moving towards, yeah, this really kind of androgynous gender fluidity, Fluid sexual fluidity, mm-hmm. right? But we was it was pre having a lot of like terminology for it. Right. So it was kind of my ideal where it's like right. everyone's just kind of doing their thing, man. Right. You know, given there was still a lot of bigotry and sure. all that, right? But like. Then the AIDS crisis happened in the 80s and it shut that shit down. Yeah, and a lot like, of conservatism took yeah, over in general, the right? Reagan era. Yeah, yeah, and our relationship to gender fundamentally shifted, right? Yeah. And really kind of set us on the path that we're on today, like right. 1980s onwards. This kind of regressive path that now we're in this quagmire of like, what are we doing with gender? Well, yeah. I, yeah, I feel like we're in a mix of like the 80s, we need to have a word for everything and uh, the uh, backlash or uh, the 70s coming back around and people just feel like, we're just kind of doing whatever the fuck we want to do, you know? Yeah. Anywho, but that's interesting you're talking with uh, her about it. That'll be cool. Yeah, I think so. I have a lot of questions. And here's something that like, here's just a question for you. So I've been seeing, um, like, a, you know, I follow the gender fluid hashtag on Instagram and I saw that there's this one person who is like, uh, presumably a penis person, like a, with a beard and stuff like that, but, uh, like wears dresses a lot and doesn't seem to identify as like trans necessarily just kind of is just like, oh, I'm a person, I'll do what I want, yeah. you know? And, um, 
but the other day they and i don't know what their pronouns are so but um they had like they were holding up a sign saying gender is over and then a coworker who identifies as non-binary they them um wore, wore a shirt that said gender but the the letters e and d were like highlighted you know and like in gender and i'm just i'm just wondering like cuz i think these are also people who would be very like supportive of trans shit you know yeah. so i'm like how do we how are we squaring the circle? Cause I feel very much like, yeah, in gender, <laughs> like, I don't know if gender is over. I'm not sure if, what that even means exactly. I, you know what I mean? Like the, I'm like, on the one hand, I feel like for sure. On the other hand, I'm like, wait a minute, what do we mean by that? And how does that square with people who are transgender? If gender is over, like, I mean, I think there's a couple different answers. I think you're running into kind of a common problem that we on this podcast run into, right? Which is that of language, right? right? Where it's like, you know, I think you would find a lot of trans people who would argue that like gender needs to be over. Right. But in order to ha- be able to describe yourself within like the system that we are currently functioning in, right. you need to have a word like transgender, right? right. You know, there's like descriptive versus our ideals. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there, yeah, there's, you know, pragmatism versus idealism, right? You know, pragmatically, here's what I need to make it through this world. Right. If you wanted to argue about the theory of whatever I want to do or like what I think should happen, there's these other things, right? It's kind of like like gender should be over. It's kind of like how I voted for Joe Biden, but like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't really like Joe Biden at all. Joe Biden is the transitioning of this analogy. Yeah, we, but really, we don't need Joe Biden's or probably our current political structure whatsoever. Which is a good point. Like, we, yeah, Biden is, of course, only meant to be in transition, a transitioning. you know trans position whatever (laughs) like yeah yeah um because no one wants to end up at joe biden no one not even joe biden you know um but it would be and hopefully will be better than um the alternative but ultimately we're working on moving toward well different ones of us have different visions of that but yeah yeah. but yeah i mean i think that's what the engender thing and i think the engender things you know probably smart in the right move. i think in gender makes more sense to me than gender is over it's like well gender is clearly not over yet maybe gender should be over one day is the yeah. post i would <laughs> the poster i would hold up you know like hey we should be working toward ending gender everyone yeah um but gender is over it's like yeah in your tiny bubble of a world gender probably is kind of over but um and your your eight friends in san francisco whatever you know what i mean make that tv show sure but yeah. like it's not over for the rest of the world or you know much less like the, the people who live in the house next to yours so yeah yeah yep 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 um fuck i had a thought oh fuck god damn it what was it i don't know i had too much fucking mushroom coffee this morning which is great it's like i overdid it on the mushroom coffee you know what i mean that's so you tripping now it's not like that kind of mushrooms. It's like the kind of, it's like the Joe Rogan kind of mushroom, you know, four sigmatic where they like put lion's mane in, but it's so you're supposed to get less caffeine, but then I'm just like, I just transitioned to using a French press and I kind of mm. forgot that I was only making coffee for one this morning. And did, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm also three days like before my period. So I'm in this thing where like I get waves of like horniness and wanting to cry are my two moods today. Yeah. Your hands are shaking. I know. And I go, <laughs> so when I do like either of those, it's just like a very energetic horniness and wanting to cry, <laughs> you know, like when I, if I think about the, the tiniest thing will get me like tearing up, but then it's just like this, like, oh, I want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway oh uh, that's funny did it help you think of what you were gonna think of no but it did make me think of something different okay 
it's not the same at all, but it's kind of vaguely, vaguely, vaguely similar. But it's like I'm I'm like a day late and a dollar short on my shot right now, and so I've been going through this a similar thing where it's like, you know, I go from extremely horny to like my tits hurt so bad and I want to cry. You want to cry just because how bad your tits hurt? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh no no. Just in general. Yeah. No. But usually my tits hurting coincides with the general feeling of wanting to just like cry. Mm, my tits don't hurt this time. I don't like the word tits. Um, for me. Um, I've. Yeah, it's so interesting, like, because it is it is just the intersection of, like, certain neurotransmitters, and when they get just this place, like, mm-hmm. the things that that brings out, um, but I like crying, and it's weird, because sometimes I can feel, what, just that mother's, my mother's voice in my head still, but, like, it's like the, that it would be self-indulgent, you're gonna feel sorry for yourself, and, like, would you really want it, but I'm like, it's no. okay to kind of, like, can I get into that place without labeling it as feeling sorry for myself? You know what I mean? Cause that's the problem is yeah. when I start labeling it, I, you know what? I, I just need to remember to put Brene Brown's voice in my head instead of my mother's It <laughs> solves everything. <laughs> I mean, I, de- I, I, yeah, I get what you're talking about, but I, I think I've gotten better and better. as I've gotten older and older at like allowing myself to cry without letting it get to this place of like hopelessness or despair or yeah, being yeah. trapped in a place or feeling sorry for myself. Usually right? I'm just kind of letting it out or like, and getting into it just kind of like this, like, uh, um, yeah. there's so much emotion and feeling and whatever, but I, uh, I, it, to me, it always feels like whenever I'm hung over and I know I, I will feel better if I just throw up. Yeah. But I still kind of resist it. And like, I really am like, yeah. maybe I can just work through it without throwing up. And then I'm like, no, like if you just, you're not going to throw up for long. If you just go to the bathroom, like let your brain just go through the motion of like throwing up once yeah. you're going to feel better. And it's the same thing with like those cries, right? It's just yeah. like, and, cause once I'm there, once I'm throwing up, I'm like, Oh fuck. I'm, I really don't have a bad relationship to throwing up. So this is why I think this, but I'm like, Oh fuck. Yeah. I'm so glad I'm doing this now. Yeah. Like this is what I needed to do. It's the same thing with the cry. It's like, sometimes I feel it. I'm like, no, let's not do that yeah. right now. Like, let's just try and get around it. And then it's just like, Nope, you, uh, you're yeah. going to feel better if you just let yourself have a little cry. And I've been, you know, I've historically such a retentive person, but I've gotten so much better at crying, but yeah, there's something about, the the today or I don't know I'm in this like weird place of labeling it again as feeling sorry for myself like I used to before I got comfortable with crying whereas it's like you know maybe if I think of it as you know would you, would you be feeling sorry for yourself to throw up if you needed to throw up no you're just doing what you need to do so like I just need but maybe it's like I need a story in my head to cry about a little like I need some it kind of sad justification. I need justification so I need to go like watch something sad about it because otherwise like what it's coming up with is just not useful I'm like let's going into a negative headspace yeah. I don't want to go to so yeah I just need I need a reason to cry hmm. <laughs> look up for one of those today <laughs> play the sophie song it's okay to cry i do i put that song on sometimes and like fucking just ball i don't know <laughs> like that one let me add it to me she's this like she's kind of like which kind of sophie? The, it's all caps s-o-p-h-i-e okay. uh a little I was hoping it's gonna be a sophie tucker hit she's kind of <laughs> like a she's trans she's kind of like this trans bjorky kind of character she does like like her music is like i you can't know, believe that bjork isn't trans bjork <laughs> I know York just is trans. Just is our is is everything. I'm gonna go yeah, add a gender to the wiki gender that's just Bjork gender. Bjork gender. <laughs> Bjork Bjork Bjork. Um, we, well, you can't even really explain that one. Oh, but like, uh, yeah, because you can't explain fucking Bjork exactly. 
but yeah, her music's kind of experimental, kind of weird, electronic-y, but ha- with a definite like pop vein in it. Uh, it's got like some like Chelsea Wolf feeling shit, right? She's got a gorgeous voice, really cool kind of like looking aesthetic. Um, you know, I don't know it's it's fun music. Her, I think her album's Pearls Before Swine. I'm pretty sure that's the name of it. And it's fucking amazing. Gotcha. Like, but it's like an intense like listen. If you listen to it cover to cover, it's like gotcha. Yeah, I'll listen to some cry music later. But yeah, the song "It's Okay to Cry" is just like, for some reason hits me every time. That almost got me. Just hearing that phrase almost got me, but not quite. It's okay to cry. Well, you're singing. Okay. It's not going to do it. I know it's going <laughs> to make me. Well, it might make you cry for a different reason. Please yeah. stop. If I can't, <laughs> you can't take sing. It. Okay, so I I have a new term for you. Okay, that is a joke term, but is I, it in the gender wiki joke? No, no, list? this isn't this isn't gender wiki at all. This is uh, just sex and gender related, and it's written as a joke term, but I think it should be something that's real. Okay, uh, it's polyspamorous. Polyspamorous. Yeah, is it like those kind of poly people who are like constantly just. Um, like you can't really feel comfortable around them because you know they're just gonna try to fuck everyone that they meet a little bit and no, but spamming your yes and no. sexual inbox with like okay, I get it. I don't know, kind of ish, but like <laughs> okay. I definitely know that person and, and it's really annoying. It's like, dude, I just wanted to get a taco with you. I this isn't or a just date. like every time they invite you over, you know, like everyone there is gonna be poly and that the whole thing is gonna be like, who wants to go to the hut? <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody want to go have group Which, sex? Which, if anybody who's listening to this thinks I'm talking about you, I'm talking about so many people. <laughs> so many. Not, it's not just you. It's all of you. Uh, it's funny. It's, uh, the, the thing with, like, po- anyone who I, is, like, poly and has a hot tub, which most do, um, <laughs> there, there's just, like, a gen- like an understood rule that clothing is, like, uh, not even allowed. It's, you know, forbidden. You know what I mean? Like, no one's even allowed to wear clothing in their hot tub at all. It's, like, just, you understand that if you're getting in the hot tub, that means we're all going to be naked, and it's going to be 12 poly people all sitting around. Well, not, you know, in these times, six poly people all sitting around <laughs> being, like, okay so we gonna fuck or yeah yeah which to me just sounds hot but, but like you know when you're not into both penises and vaginas it's not yeah. always a good situation or for me like i'm just not like always ready to fuck everybody like even if i really like them i'm just not always ready you know what i mean i'm just uh, like well, oh I... for sure i mean i usually avoid those parties yeah like when i get invited to people's houses and i kind of get that vibe i'm like oh, i'm just not going because yeah. it's like nine times out of ten i don't want to do that right. and like I know I'm not going to be able to just hang out and smoke a blunt and chill with you right. at your party. So I'm just not going to come. Yeah. Well, you got to leave <laughs> by 10. <laughs> yeah. Before. <laughs> leave by, by 11 at the latest. <laughs> I like how, you know, it's like people are like, we're poly, but being poly so like progressive. It's like, y'all are just, some of you aren't poly. Some of you are just swingers. Yeah. Some of you are like, I'm poly. It's like, no, you are pretty much, you're really just in a monogamous relationship and right. y'all both just fuck other people and have group sex. Right. That's swingers. That, Which you're, not you're that it's sw- not you're swinging more or less. It's right? kind of open, but it's probably yeah. is like that you're p- at least potentially open to falling in love or like, you know, having strong feelings for other people and potentially incorporating them into like having a real relationship yeah. with them. Like you have your primary partner and then this is Maybe my girlfriend. Yeah. And like your girlfriend is like 
she's a girlfriend. She's a very real, tangible girlfriend. Right. Or you right? can even be non-hierarchical and just yeah. three, four, five, eight of you, you know, are all like just completely in this thing together. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. But, but otherwise, it's just a bunch of middle-aged people who are like, well, our kids have gone off to college and now we can, you know, fuck <laughs> other people sometimes, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're poly. No, you're ethically non-monogamous. Ethi- which is great. W- yeah. Cheer, applause, you know, great. But um, these monogamous idiots, you know, just what, what are we going to do with them? But, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's called a spade. spade you know. uh, okay, so poly spammerous. The early polyamory phase where someone is so excited to date multiple people that they end up in a series of short, intense relationships with anyone that they're attracted to b- before discovering they're exhausted and just want to stay home alone and masturbate. That's funny. That's also a real one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said that's a joke one. I mean, only in the sense that, like, you know, jokes are based on truth. Yeah. yeah. But that's a fucking real thing. Like, I've definitely known those yeah. people who are like, I'm poly. And it's like, and now I have six girlfriends. And it's like, oh bruh that's mm-hmm. uh that's a lot yeah it's like bitches are complicated like people who have like six like different girlfriends i'm like how do you handle so many bitches that's at a, once that is that's a, a lot of time and energy um do you, you do really anything else with your life love bitches like if you're like they're my favorite thing it's all i want to do is manage these six relationships like it sounds a little like well but you could have obsessive. i mean unless you have like it's more of a I mean, I'm, you know, hoes in different area codes, except polyamorous, you know, f- f- fuck friends and other, <laughs> I mean, but in a, you know, like where you like, cause yeah, if you have people that, you know, there's all these people we have in our lives. It used to just be, you, you would have a f- friends in your life, you know, you only talk to you once or twice a year sometimes or whatever, but you always love each other and have it, whatever. I guess I'm this I imagine they're all in one city. Yeah. They're all in one city. Like, like yeah. dating, like consistently, like they all get equal time. You get one day like a that. week each and then you get one day alone. Yeah. Anywho. But yeah, we go on. You were saying about like we used to have friends and like friends we would see like twice oh, a year. And yeah, like, that kind of thing. Well, I think that nowadays there's a, a version of a poly. It's a it's a polyamorous situation. If you're like, well, one of those some of those friends that you know, if you're ever in town, you're going to see each other. You know that when. Um, you know that you're gonna yeah keep up with each other and call on birthdays and you're gonna you know see each other's Instagrams now and whatever like there's a million lo- layers to it but then and when you're together you're probably going to have sex um, when you're in the same city if there's an opportunity for that like that's like a perfectly good you know polyamorous dynamic and it's cute because it's like you really do have hoes and we all have hoes in different area codes but we're all each other's <laughs> hoes too so it's respectful I don't think we do all do I think well, right, most no, straight I mean, people but, don't no, I think yeah. a lot of queer people I mean have, yeah queer polyamorous people like where it becomes that instead of it just being your friend you know whatever it's like if you have someone that you you know enjoy having a sexual relationship with as well as a great friendship and whatever and you all live in it just it's a way to solidify bonds as well it keeps you closer together all that oxytocin and everything yeah and so that way you have a stronger network of people like and do you call those people girlfriends or boyfriends like i think it's fun too i think it's fun to just go ahead and be like yeah i i have a girlfriend i don't i i just call them uh, i just call them a best friend but i always kind of like smile at myself (laughs) in my head i think you should but we'd wink to the (laughs) people I got one of my best friends. Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you say it's one of my best friends and you don't wink, then you don't fuck. If you say it's one of my best friends and you do wink, that means you do fuck. Yeah, because like part of me, you know, I like keeping who I'm fucking like under wraps uh-huh. in my social life, right? Because like, like he's fun uh, to keep people guessing. Not one. Ju- <laughs> well, no. Well, yes and no. I do like to keep people guessing, but also, as you were saying earlier, I don't like being pigeonholed is just like super sexual which i are i definitely know i already have been right like yeah. 
even in comedy, it's just like, oh yeah, there is Ava who's like <laughs> sex comic. So, yeah, sex comic, right? Talks I kind of like about that instead fucking... of people just being like, oh, trans comic, sex comic. Yeah, so not the bad, you know, not the worst. I talk about dirty just fucking a, niche, a lot. Yeah, and and so it's like. It, it's nice, but it also feels weird because then I can't like it. They people just assume that I live this like wild life where I'm constantly fucking and doing weird shit, and like really, I live a pretty basic, simple life where I like yeah. am mostly sitting on the couch, getting high, listening to records, and reading. Right, books. just every now and then there's orgies and spankings and stuff. But yeah, like, it's not like an every night thing. I like to think of it as controlled silliness. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's like my like motto for how I do my like group sex and like intense drugs. Mm-hmm. It's like. Uh, acid and molly when i decide to do that and then the times when i decide to do group sex with or without those right it's like yeah those are my controlled silly moments but like i can't like let that i know myself too well to know that if i let that shit run rampant my life like it's gonna fucking take like a wildfire yeah like having six girlfriends it's just like who has that you don't have that i can't i got other stuff to do i don't have the mental bandwidth yeah i would go crazy yeah but because of that yeah, that's why I don't call people like that, like a girlfriend or whatever, or like a partner mm. of mine, even though they are probably a partner of mine. Because yeah. it's like, ah, you don't need to know that. And like, I don't want you just to think of me as that person that's like constantly fucking everybody. Like, yeah. I, like I like having secrets. It's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of how I like casually lying to people in innocuous <laughs> ways that don't matter, like mm-hmm. to Uber drivers about who I am and what I'm doing or sure. whatever, right? I like just kind of keeping secrets. I like just kind of knowing a thing that nobody else knows. Sure. That's fun. So fun. Yeah. I guess it doesn't usually occur to me to purposefully keep secrets, but it doesn't mean that I like share everything with everyone. It's just like, I don't, it doesn't really occur to me to think like, what does this person know? What do I want them to not know? Or. Yeah. I, interesting. You should try and try. Well, as I've said, you, I think you should try to casually lie in inconsequential ways just to practice the skill and then casually keep secrets. Yeah. Intentionally. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Cause like, I don't know, you know, it's just little things where it's like, I'll notice something about somebody or I'll see something in somebody's home as I'm like hanging out with them. I'm like, Oh, they're the kind of person that like does X, Y, Z. And I know they know, I know they don't know that I've seen this thing or know this thing about them now, but I'll just keep that in the back of my head and then maybe it'll come up one day if I need it to come up, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like a, you know, it just, you know, having secrets and keeping yourself perpetually a little bit mysterious in a way, right? Yeah. Like if you can constantly, not constantly, but every now and then you just drop something about yourself that nobody knew or like, you know, right. It's like, I love that moment where like people are having to reconceptualize who you are just a little bit. Yeah, No, there's definitely times where like people are talking about stuff and I think like, should I tell them this, that or the other thing about me that relates to this or colors this or whatever. And sometimes yes. And other times like, "Mm, I'm not going to bring that up right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. That makes sense. (laughs) <laughs> um wait fuck god damn it every time i take a hit i forget something <laughs> yeah know, that's so. a willie nelson song <laughs> <laughs> every time i take it i forget a little something i know whenever we're working in the van like all the time like the girl and i would stop and be like let's have a spliff break you know and then as soon as we were done smoking and talking and drinking water and whatever suddenly we're like now, where did the tape measure go? <laughs> and we'll spend an hour <laughs> looking for it. And it always winds up, it was like in her pocket or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm always just, she's like, I, because then she'll start, I was like, I'm no good. I can never find any. And I'm like, 
Or baby. it's because we just got high, you lover. Just got, you just smoked a fucking split, y'all, and you roll fat ass fucking <laughs> well, splits. Never, not once have I seen that girl roll a skinny split. Well, especially if there's, it depends how many people there are. She, you know, modulates it to. Um, I know, but I'm just saying, yeah. like when the three of but us, but even are smoking, the two of us, that's like smoke a, pretty yeah, bad. yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're they're never skinny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Central yeah. Coast Spliffs. Okay, here's an interesting one. Ferus gender. What is it? F E R U S gender. And then Ferus here's gender. the flag. Interesting. Yeah, I think I like it. It's a smaller dark purplish brown stripe. Why does and then the word Ferus blue, red, sound white, so red, familiar? Blue. Well, also known as Bestia, Bestia Q, Bestioc, Bestioc. I mean, yeah, I was going to say that flag looks like a furry flag or something. Yeah, Ferus, Feral, fer- okay, well, let's just find out. Also, fer- it reminds me, I don't know why, of like Fermi and like Fermi's paradox and shit like that. Yeah, Anywho. I mean, well, well let's yeah, see. I don't think that's what it's going to be about. But, <laughs> but that'd be fun. <laughs> Fermi's gender. Uh, okay, <laughs> Ferus gender, also known as... Uh, Bestioc is a feral, rapidly shifting gender. It's a feral gender, rapidly shifting gender <laughs> that feels more animalistically dangerous than human-like, and is heavily associated with slash influenced by anger and animalistic urges. For use by non-human sister, wait. For use by non-human system members slash other kin. Okay, so other kin is that it means like animal people. I don't know what the fuck other can. Yeah, are. we keep seeing that on here. Well, I guess we'll get to the O's eventually. Let me look. I'm gonna Google yeah. it real quick. We've you know, seen it so many times. What the fuck is? The end of this ferris gender or bestiox says the term was coined by Moonlight Fangs and the flag was created by a study in gender. Ah, here we go. Other kin are a subculture who socially and spiritually identify as not entirely human. Some other kin claim that their identity is genetic while others believe their identity derives from reincarnation, trans-species dysphoria of the soul, ancestry, okay. or, or metaphor. Okay, if they have trans-species dysphoria, then are they going to live out the South Park dolphin episode at some point? I mean, I hope so. That looks so. like where we're going. <laughs> Yo, I mean, look, here's the thing. It's like, I'm not other kin at all, but like, I'm all for any trans kind <laughs> of species. Please turn yourself into a dolphin or something. I love it. Yeah. But I love, I love this, though. You know, trans species dysphoria of the soul, you know, so it's a soul thing, right? Where it's like your soul feels like your two things, right? Ancestry, okay, or metaphor. Yeah. Where your gender is a metaphor. I mean, I, I, if it's a metaphor, then absolutely, but that's how I take a lot of that I stuff. I love it. Um, but yeah. What the fuck? Isn't that what Wait, kind what of we fuck? all mean is... by any of our genders? Okay. It's either the soul would they say ancestry or metaphor? Uh, no. I mean, how would you yeah, I describe? Mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, but I think like what that other kinship like is like, you know, your gen, your your ancestry not being like, uh, you're it's not entirely you as a human. It is like the culmination of your genetics, which like is odd to make that distinct from being human. Yeah, are they saying they literally descended from wolves a little bit, or are they saying like that they have this crazy like cluster of ne- recessive genes that like haven't expressed themselves in in tens of thousands or well, yeah, millions of years since we were 
And that if Different. that is like <laughs> part of their gender. Yeah. Is that they're not? I like, don't okay. know what they're thinking through. Maybe they think their mom fucked an ape, you know, or the great great grandma yeah. faked an ape or something. Um, it's either so it's either your great great grandma fucked an ape or you, <laughs> you believe you have a soul that or or it's related they said it's related to reincarnation or it's yeah which, maybe that's what they mean by ancestry soul that's ancestry. like the most it's still honestly, your soul honestly that's the most like understandable ones like if you you're somebody who genuinely believes in reincarnation I was just a cat, yeah yeah so i still feel kind of some of the catness yeah i get it um so reincarnate but that's kind of your soul still yeah what they're talking about like soul versus ancestry versus metaphor or maybe it's always it's all three um well okay so this fair's gender is like they identify with like an animal what is it oh with like it's uh, just rapidly no it's rapidly shifting and it feels more animalistically dangerous than human-like it's heavily associated with and influenced by anger and animalistic urges so it's like you probably are one of these animal genders but and you're identifying but you you shift between a wolverine and a tiger i don't don't, that doesn't (laughs) no it sounds like it's like the character of the gender is more animalistic right yeah but to me that just sounds like somebody who needs to go to therapy and like get their like emotions and shit that's what i was thinking like okay it sounds like some men you know with anger issues you know or some testosterone type who's just not controlling things well yeah um but so maybe sometimes you start to feel dangerous and then that pushes you into like retreating into a different gender conception of yourself. I think that's just kind of what your gender always is, right? It's like it's influenced by these emotions and that your Mm -hmm. conceptualization of your gender is that moment that this, that that's not pushing you into anything. Right. Yeah. That's just what you are always. So they're saying that the shifting of their gender itself feels dangerous to them. Like it's this, um, uh, violent transformation, Jekyll and Hyde, like, but when they go from woman to non-binary or vi- or whatever. Yeah, I guess. I, I think that's what they're saying. Rapidly shifting gender that feels more animalistic, da- oh, dangerous than human-like. I yeah, and is heavily yeah. associated with and influenced by anger and animalistic urges. Yeah, it's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like yeah. a Jekyll and Hyde feeling of my gender is changing and I'm becoming. But you're oh, like, something I, you know, I don't know if this yeah, is okay. Yeah, but you're just kind of like going with it because it's so primal and kind of like rooted to you. And Animalistic urges, yeah. yeah. But it's like, <sighs> that sounds fucking rough. Yeah, it sounds like you might want to talk to someone. I would agree with that. It's like... Instead of... <laughs> Isn't this Instead of just waving a flag about it, I don't want to should say, I don't want to put, an, an I put the idea that gender is curable out there, but maybe <laughs> some of these letters are curable. <laughs> some of this is definitely like you could work through something here and probably mm-hmm. have. Hey, y'all, if you would like to hear the rest of the F's from the gender wiki page, you should head to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash genderfluids, and you can hear the full version of this segment. Uh, we also have the full version of the E's and the D's, which I don't think the D's actually made it out because I'm a dumb bitch and forgot. But the the, the first of the D's will be out eventually. Uh, so yeah, head to patreon.com slash genderfluids for the rest of the F's because fuck you. I think I... Do we ever do toothbrushes? <laughs> I don't know. No, we've never done teeth either. (laughs) Have we never done anything about teeth? Yeah. I think we've done like dentists before. Well, at least talked about how hot dentists are. Yeah, but not like specifically talking about like 
brushing your teeth or like, or like using a toothbrush your- in your pussy or asshole or whatever. Oh fuck! Like a toothbrush itself. Yeah, a toothbrush fetish. Because I think hell yeah, someone and I we were definitely talking talk about, about that. that. I don't know. And I even like have joked on stage certainly before about using a toothbrush. You know, just casually. But I, I fucked feel myself like with a- several toothbrushes. Of course you have. <laughs> <laughs> Over the course of my life, different models. Yeah. See, know, I would do. I would got- rather my vagina than of my butt because you know how i feel about seeing poop on the little bristles you know like, oh i'm not putting the bristle side in my ass oh really just because but it's that. so small the little i would think that you would have had better things to put in your ass no you put the smooth side in you're but fucking so yourself little, with the handle just with a little handle yeah yeah well, i would I mean, just think that was it, too small not, for you no it's not i mean one when i was fucking myself with two brushes that it, was i was child's play yeah but it was early on <laughs> yeah it's not uh it's not like that's me a 13 year old's yeah but dildo. it's not me a 28 year old woman like right. i can't wait to i mean even though i do randomly like i do like feeling ooh, i'm gonna be like i used to be in like find some like household object to fuck myself with it's yeah. a lot of fun but like yeah i use the bottom side but i also always over the course of my life had like my mom was like super health obsessed. So I had pretty decent toothbrushes that were thick. I see. I had like, they had like, she, she got like at me, like a nice toothbrush like for metal Christmas one year or some shit. And toothbrush? I, no, I didn't have a metal one. That would have been hot. But <laughs> like, you know, iron. or like I had like a, I had like a really like fuckable, like vibrating toothbrush. Like, I an elect- like that was like, you know, about the size of like Oh yeah, a that's nickel. true. Those, those electric ones. Yeah. My electric one would be too much for my butthole. Um, but, like, and, you know. but there's a cord coming. So I bet we could get that knob essence guy to make a cast iron toothbrush that's also a, a dildo. That would be hot. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, toothbrushes are hot. And I also just like in looking at amateur porn and like people's pictures, like it's still a super common thing for people to like fuck themselves with the toothbrush. The huh. whole, the whole like, I don't have a dildo that I'm just going to use what I have around me is like a mm, super yeah. like popular kind of like genre of porn. Right. You know, like people like looking at people fucking themselves with magic markers, like a really popular one. One thing I've seen a lot is like, it's a, uh, you see how many magic markers you can fit inside you. So you just keep adding them to see until like how many you can into a to. butt or a vagina. Both. Wouldn't, so you just get them lost up there in the butt? No, you don't go all the way in. You oh, because they're connected. Halfway. Right, right, right. Yeah, you the put them lid. like, yeah, you put it like halfway in, right? Mm-hmm. And then you just put another one halfway oh, in. Oh, like next. Oh, you're talking about double penetration, temporal t- penetration. Yeah. Well, I thought you were talking about hole. linking up the end to end of the markers or something. Oh, no, so how no, far no. back you could push. I was like, well, probably oh. just like one and a half, I would imagine. <laughs> like, and then trying to fish it out. Yeah. Or then I thought wild. maybe it just, you just meant... If the you cap can... of a fucking permanent marker came off in your asshole and that marker was in there, oh my God, uh, that's so toxic. Yeah, die, that yeah. is like some don't, shit. Please don't do that, anyone listening. Yeah. No, you put the that's cap That's the only time I do out. become slightly aware of our listeners is whenever I'm like, oh my God, we could kill someone. <laughs> 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 or get them to sit to prison. Hey guys, weekly reminder, don't fuck kids or you know how you're not supposed to sniff markers also don't stick them in your asshole don't stick them in any way that they're gonna ever get an uncovered fucking marker up your asshole but yeah so that shit's super popular and like you know especially like there's like you know girls who look super young and so like people set up you know the little scene of like I'm just home and alone and a little teenager and I want to fuck myself and all I have is my toothbrush toothbrush. yeah that's cute. Yeah. But what about the brush side? Anyone using the brush side? That seems like it'd be some more like, uh, you know, BDSM-y it's shit. Cat is just no, howling. that's Ellie. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. 
Ellie has learned to meow from, outside the doors because yes. cats do it. She's she does never, mimic the animals she's around nev- her. Yeah, she's never done this before. And now <laughs> she's she's learned that she can like sit outside a door she's, and go like, hmm, hmm, indefinitely. She's fluid between cat and dog now. Yeah, she That's really great. is. It's fucking... <laughs> <laughs> She okay. meows. God damn. Well, now, but you know, you're rewarding it, but it's, I, know, I mean, maybe we should reward no it. it. There's no getting over it. <laughs> um, yeah, she's pretty fluid. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Um, but the brush, know, you have really soft one or something. Si- that maybe, I, mean, I wonder how not, that would feel in your foot. There's not that soft of one. Yeah. Also, it's like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I I know the you know vague toughness Mostly. of a vagina just from like having been around them and the for a sensitivity while. of a clit you know it's like <laughs> yeah but it's like a butthole putting a brush in there like a bristle like it's gonna hurt and hurt it's probably much. gonna scrape you like it's, like I feel like you would bleed a little bit I wonder what it would feel like on the inside unless you were like super prepared I don't know not the hole but like scraping the sides of your butt walls <sighs> I mean part of me thinks it might be nice yeah I can't decide what. That that is kind of intriguing. But part of me thinks it would hurt really bad. It could hurt really bad. You have to go because, gentle, test it out. I mean, like I think just even having it in there and pressing it against <laughs> it would be like excruciating in a way. Potentially, yeah. Because it's like it, and just I don't know. I fucked my ass a lot enough that I had to have surgery, and yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, this, this old girl's got some miles on her, and <laughs> it does feel like I'm it would be thinking, very intense. Yeah. yeah, I'm just thinking about the number of times I've been fucking myself with something completely smooth, uh-huh. and like just the slightest nick in it hits something, and it's yeah. just like, oh, what the fuck? There's something off about the surface of this. Like you feel it instantly. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, I guess that makes it perfect for like fucking like some like you know sadism masochism shit like fucking bend them over and like fuck them with the rough end of a toothbrush like if you're into it it could but unless it fucks up your internal organs i've seen people i've seen more people get fucked with the rough end of like a toilet scrubbing brush than a toothbrush yeah you know put the toilet scrubbing brush in in your butt i guess you don't know but (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like i can imagine (laughs) uh I believe you. Um, yeah, the toilet scrubbing brush thing, and it's supposed uh, to be like super painful, you know, because yeah. it's like hard ass bristles, right? That classic, just like white toilet scrub brush. Disgusting. Um, um yeah. Can you imagine if someone like, because they make those, you know, like straps for like face straps, right? So you like tie it around your head like a gag. And like coming off the top of it is like a toilet brush cleaner and you make someone like clean a shitty toilet with it. Right. Like with their head, like strapped to their head. And then like you fuck someone with it. And you know, if someone then has to sit on like this nasty, like toilet brush as it like drips like the shit water on you and probably a little bit of blood from their asshole if you're, or vagina, whichever one is yeah. going on. Right. Um, it's you know, getting in their whatever eyes. Whatever other people want to nose. do in private is fine they're, with me. <laughs> they're more or less being waterboarded with a little bit of shit water and blood. <laughs> yeah, I know. I put up a wall around even hearing you earlier. So. <laughs> I noticed. I saw, I saw you start to dissociate. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> okay. Boys will be boys. Sounds good to me. Have fun. That is a boys thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I didn't diagnose that one. <laughs> I don't know if gender should be over to the extent that I can't say that anymore. But Although most of the people I've seen getting, I guess it's because of the gender bias in porn and that most porn centers around women, but like most, I've seen a lot of vagina, like women, vagina having women with 
toilet brushes in their pussies. Yeah, people. Oh, women are. People like to force women to do all kinds of stuff. You know, or they have that be the fantasy. This woman's being forced to do, or willingly. A lot. I mean, a lot of times. Or she's such a slut that she'll yeah wants to do these things. I mean, yeah, that happens a lot. I would love to interview those women. You know. Like if you've had a toilet brush fucked in in your pussy or ass or whatever from like, the rough side, not the handle. That's that's yeah, thirteen year old shit. Yeah, but I did yeah. that at thirteen. And if that's it, then technically I fucked a toilet brush. But yeah, like, yeah, no. Well, the I mean, other I, hand, end. I fucked the handle of it, but the wrong yeah. end of the toilet brush. Yeah. Then please do write in. I'd love to <laughs> have you as I a mean, guest. People have to be into it. If if I've seen it as readily and like kind of casually as I have. For sure, there are women out there that are into it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm into it theoretically, right? right? So like, it's like I could get off to the idea in like some sort of fantasy that I'm being tortured like that, right? But there's no way I could ever come close to enacting that in real life. Yeah, right. Like, I feel like I can do that with a lot of things where it's like fantasy wise, I can say I'm into it where I could like work that in somehow. But there's no desire to follow through IRL. Right. Except for me, like, I wouldn't even fantasize about this one because there's toilet poop related. So, well, I'm just thinking they're not, usually they're not dirty. Yeah, but I usually just even have just like a a, clean, like, toilet brush. And it sounds insanely painful. Yeah. I am, like, just if you I mean, honestly, it being dirty would be better because that means it's been used. If it's clean, it's fresh and stiff. Hard. Yeah. (laughs) Still starchy. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I am kind of curious if you could get a very, very soft brush with just the right kind of bristles, I don't know what material, and get it in somehow without hurting your butthole. And then I am kind of curious just to know what that sensation would be of a very gentle, gentle little tap of the inner walls. Yeah. I mean, I think... I have sort of a weird like fetishy thing toward like that kind of like, cause it would be like my surgery fantasy of like cut mm. open my shoulders and like massage my muscles while yeah. I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah. It has that vibe. I mean, I think a toothbrush would probably be doable, especially if you get one of those like super soft bristles that yeah. it's like, there's barely any stiffness to it. You could probably like get that sensation. I need to Google people who have put toothbrushes up their butt before and see what. Or vagina. Or, or vagina, but I'm find just more people fucking themselves like, in the vagina. But I'm, butt, but I'm specifically but. interested in the butt sensation because the vagina. Uh, I feel like I could already kind of tell that'd be fine. It, it, I could tell kind of how that would feel, but I'm really, I don't really know what the butt feeling would be. It would be fucking wild to me if the first time you really like fucked yourself with something in the ass was with the bristled end of a toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> I have had things in my butt before, um, sort of, just a little bit. I not, you know. It, yeah, that's why I said the first time you really kind of fucked yourself with a thing. Like, there's no kind of sort of having a toothbrush bristle in your asshole. It's either in there or it's not. Touch and when yourself, it's in yeah. there, you know, it's going to be like. I'm pretty sure I, I like I fucked myself with a drumstick in high school, but I don't know how rigorously. That but, counts. But I definitely fucked myself with it. Yeah. yeah. I had a couple girlfriends try, but I don't know. You really got to pull off anal and just it wasn't the right time. Yeah. 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 But toothbrushes. I don't know. I I love that that I love that as a fetish. I mean, it's definitely toothbrush yeah. isn't a thing that I look up, but I definitely do search out. There's a reason I've seen it. I do search out those fucking yourself with common object things, yeah. right? Because it's something that I still like to do occasionally, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. It's cute. Yeah, it's a cute I, one. I do like the idea of some people just being into toothbrushes, you know, like just having a fetishistic relationship to them because they're kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're a tool, kind of like a chair, but there's a lot of design opportunity there 
because it is such a kind of you have to fulfill a function of being able to sit right you have to be able to fill the function of being able to brush teeth mm-hmm. but like what aesthetic like look do we want in this toothbrush like i could see somebody how some people are into high heels or whatever yeah getting into like just being like just the flow like i just love toothbrushes i think they're a little bamboo toothbrush you yeah know, just like, having a collection of like all the different toothbrushes yeah, that nice they love woods, and having okay, a real fetishy relationship to it mm-hmm. that could be wild though in a relationship like if someone just you uses like the most like bitch ass basic toothbrush and you're like oh. you're literally the perfect person for me but you use this fucking you know, toothbrush sure, but you could easily con- convert someone no one it never occurred to Maybe. someone to get a nice one you could just but be like no. hey look do you want this wooden toothbrush and they're like oh yeah thanks that's so cute i don't know some i know some people who are pretty particular about their teeth well, it's, what if it's a person that's just like no I, this is my fucking, i want my dual action yeah, 12 used, blade toothbrush I, I've used this, yeah, I've yeah. used this brush since I was like, not the same one, but the same model since I was like 10. I really love it. It feels good to my teeth and I don't want to change it. Oh, yeah, I guess so. I just get a new one because I want to feel a different sensation every time. <laughs> <laughs> but to each their own. This has been another NPR production out of Safe Space Studios. We're broadcasting on 66.6 FM. That's KFUX. Peace. Ciao. Hi, I'm Erin. And I'm Nicole. And we're the hosts of the comedy podcast, Dude, That's Fucked Up. Join us every Wednesday for an irreverent discussion on topics such as light cannibalism, all of the Donner Party, JFK's meth dependency, cryptid fanfic, and even pubes. It's available now on the Hoo-Ha-Ha Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Go to dtfupodcast.com for more information. You know what's not fucked up? This podcast, you butthole. Eee. This has been a hoo-ha-ha podcast.